Mrs. Rothwild? A hand touches me, making me flinch. Mrs. Rothwild. I look up to see the gardener crouching over me. I scurry away, thinking the worst. What? What are you... How did you get in here? The door. He points at the front door. I heard a noise. Saw you and your husband fight. I face away from him, embarrassment filling me. Of course he'd seen everything. Are you okay? I don't answer him. Then he motions at his face in an attempt to tell me about mine. Clark had hit me, and it might be obvious by now that the bruises and marks are showing on my skin. The guy reaches for me again and I wave him off. I don't need his pity. You should go. Leave. He shakes his head and then glances around the room. Where's everyone? Unluckily for me, I told them to take the day off because today was supposed to be for Clark and me. I had only let the gardener stay because he's here three days a week to tend to my garden. And any missed day might be detrimental to my flowers. Besides, he's only supposed to be here for two hours at the most. Now, now I regret having him here to see me like this. I wipe my nose with the back of my hand. You need to leave. I'm not going to leave you like this, Mrs. Rothwild. He attempts to help me off the floor, but when I fight him off, he grabs me, lifting me like a sleeping child, and carries me to the couch, setting me down. He's strong. He's... I shake my thoughts. Your husband is a weak man to hit you. You know nothing of Clark. Are you sure you're fine? I touch my aching cheek and wince. I'll get a hot rag. No, stop. I attempt to stand and he helps me up. I can clean up upstairs. He doesn't protest and I'm grateful. You need to get back to work or leave. I make it across the room and as soon as I meet the stairs, I step on shards. Pain shoots through my feet, making me yell in agony. The gardener rushes towards me and snatches me off the floor. He's stepping in the broken glass too, but doesn't complain. Shit, shit. Where's your first aid kit? I point upstairs. The last thing I want is this stranger of a man in my house, much less my bedroom. But given that my feet are sliced open, I don't have much of a choice. He sets me down on my bed and I direct him to the kit in the bathroom. He returns and gets to business, wrapping me up. What's... what's your name again? I know his name, but it's only to break the silence. Teja. Teja, you're really good at this. He smiles, and I'm pretty sure he can be no older than 25. And being 32 makes me feel slightly old. Teja sets my foot down gently, and I wish he wasn't finished. I want to prolong things between us, because the moment he leaves, I'm back to where I started. Alone and in pain. What about your feet? I'm fine. He stands and shows me the bottom of his foot. See? Nothing. Not even a scrape. Let me get some ice for your face. He turns and leaves, and it's as if everything comes crashing down on me. My husband is possibly having an affair, and I can't do anything about it. If I leave, I get nothing because of that stupid prenup.
I have no one else to go to because my parents are dead and the rest of my family are in dire need as I will be if I am ever to divorce this man. I can always go back to working as a waiter, but that's another story. Teja returns with a frozen bag of peas and carrots. This is all I can find. It's okay. He presses it lightly to my face, and my eyes are everywhere but on him. Honestly, I can't bear staring at him without feeling some sort of attraction to this guy. He's handsome, sexy, and attentive. My husband's lack of emotional care for me is driving me to these wild thoughts. You're a very beautiful woman. I keep my eyes averted. Thanks. Generous too. My husband pays you. He pays for all of this. I'm just the middleman handing out the cash. I know, but you also put extra in my envelope. At first I thought Mr. Rothwild forgot our agreed upon wage until I saw you slipping cash into the envelope. My body stiffens at his words. Did he see me? I shake my head. You must be mistaken. No, and I always see you watching me at the windows. Embarrassment fills me like a cup. Had he been tending to the plants, knowing I'd been eyeing him? I don't mind. He continues. I take the packet of vegetables from him. It's not what you think. Okay. I... I think I'm good now. You know, it's okay to want things. And I can see why. Your husband doesn't seem to give you everything you need. Anger builds inside me. Who is he to judge? As I said... You know nothing of Clark. I know he doesn't treat you right, and I also know he doesn't touch you in bed the way you want to be touched. I look away. Teja touches my chin. I can give you exactly what you want, Mrs. Rothwild. I cringe at the mention of my married name. Call me Diana. I set the packet on the bed. He exhales and stands. Your call. He eyes me for a second too long and then heads for the door. Just a simple, careful movement, like that has my heart racing, and I don't know why. Maybe because I'm treading on dangerous grounds with this man. Maybe because I know exactly what I'm encouraging with him. I follow him, limping towards the door, and call him out. Teja! I should stop this, but I don't want to. Part of me wants this for me, and another part is doing this as revenge to my husband. At this point, I've already crossed the lines. My mind is already made up. I want this. I want him. Fuck my husband. Fuck his prenup. If he can have fun without me, then I'll do it too. Teja pauses midway on the staircase and looks up at me. I... I want you. He smiles. How bad do you want me? Like, now. Three grand. My eyes bulge at the sudden turn of events. I don't fuck for free. Damn it. I... I thought... Take it or leave it. Fine. Three grand. He grins. In less than five seconds, Teja is up the stairs and is carrying me back to the bedroom. He strips himself of his vest, and the mere sight of this beautiful creature has me curling my toes. I'm ready for what this man has to dish out. Um, I say, eyeing him as he relieves himself of his pants. Do you have condoms? Crap. He whispers under his breath. 
They're in my backpack outside. Then you'll need to get it. The last thing I need to worry about is contracting an STD. I might be horny, but I'm not dumb. Guys like Teja seem to be the type to be around. And I get it. He's handsome and has that sexual aura that would make any woman want a piece of him. But I don't know him, and for three grand, I'd rather be safe than sorry. I use the time to get naked. But the longer he takes, the more I'm questioning this. Tejha returns with three packets stuck together and rips one apart. I give him a half smile. I'm just ready to get this done. And even though my husband is out of the house and on his way to being out of town, this still feels awkward. I'm having sex with a stranger and in my marital bed. Had this been my husband doing this, I would have been livid. But then again, he has left me yet again for his so-called client. Teja mounts the bed. He props my legs up like a gynecologist, and I'm already starting to regret this. Maybe because it's the fact that I'm paying for it, and it no longer feels genuine. When he moves to hover over me and fists his cock to line it up with my pussy, I stare at him. I'm only doing this to get back at my husband. I let out a short breath when he slips inside me and begins moving in and out. Teja is moving like he's rehearsed this, like he's so accustomed. He lowers his head and kisses my neck. Neck kisses are fine, as long as he stays away from my lips. He moves faster, making the headboard knock against the wall. It feels good, and hell, if he keeps it up, I might just forget about Clark. When Tejha begins moving his hips in a circular motion, that's when he hits the spot. Oh, hmm. I moan, right there. I wrap my arms around him, urging his hips with my legs to push deeper. Do you like that? Yes. Teja begins slapping into me, finally making me wet, making me actually want this. I dig my fingers into his back as he plunges deeper inside me. Oh. What the fuck? I shove Teja off with haste and sit upright to see my husband standing at the door. Shit. Shit, shit, it's over, it's done. I came back from my motherfucking phone only to see this shit. Teja scrambles to the corner of the room, hiding his cock. I give Teja a wary look because I know, I know what my husband is capable of. He may be calm and collected and seem like he doesn't hurt a fly, but he's an absolute demon. It's, it's not what you think. Clark moves across the room. This is exactly what I think it is. He fetches his gun from the closet and points it at Teja. Clark? Clark! Think this through. Teja holds his hands up in surrender, and that's the worst thing he can do. No! He shoots him in his side, and Teja drops to the floor, groaning in agony. You think I wanted to shoot him? This is your fault. Tears surface in my eyes. He didn't have to shoot him. Teja had nothing to do with us. Now he's on the floor half dead. I sheath myself with the sheets. Why are you hiding yourself from me, Diana? You are my wife. I don't say anything. He's unhinged. Anything I say at this point can kill me, especially with him playing with that fucking gun in his hand. 
Or maybe I'm already dead. You gave him what's mine. I'm sorry. Teja continues to groan in pain. Jesus, can you shut the fuck up? He taps the gun at his temple and laughs like the menace he is. His eyes are wet. Is... is he crying? That's not what I asked. I... I, I felt abandoned, that you weren't true to me. So you fucked the gardener? Clark wipes his nose with the back of his hand, the same one the gun is in. After everything I've given you, after all the late nights and hard work to make sure you're well taken care of, you do this? I stay quiet. All of this doesn't change the fact that he's cheating too. He shakes his head in disappointment. You are unbelievable. Someone help. I scream. What the hell is wrong with him? Why would you kill him? Fucking hell, he was annoying. So is this what you do when I'm not around? You fuck the help? No. I steal myself on the bed and prepare for his wrath. If I'm to die tonight by this man, I'm going down fighting. And when you're out working, do you always fuck your clients? We are no different from- Oh, for fuck's sake, Diana. Are you that dense? I'm not fucking anyone but you. Then who is this motherfucking client that- Look. He scrambles for his phone in his back pocket and dials a number. A male voice answers. I'm sorry, but something came up. I'll have to postpone our meeting. Is everything okay? Not at the moment, but the merger will have to wait a day, or I can send my colleague. I don't think we have enough time. Send your colleague if you're in a bind. We'll discuss this. Thanks for understanding. No problem, Mr. Rothwild. I stare at him. Clark chucks the phone across the room, and I'm immediately reminded of Tejha's dead body. My stomach curdles at the sight, and I turn away. Everything I do is work-related. There's no woman I'm fucking. The only person that I fuck is you, Diana. I... Clark steps closer to the bed, making my heart race. But here's the thing, you're the one fucking other dudes to get back at me. He sighs. I am such a fool. This... this cannot be real. Am I the villain? Am I really the one who's the monster? The room is quiet. Still. There's an eerie silence to it that scares the fuck out of me. My husband is too calm. He's not acting like he did earlier. I clutch the sheets closer to my chest. Clark sets his gun on the dresser and sighs again. I love you, Diana, but for you to do this... He points at Tejha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He rips the sheets from me and throws it on the floor. Clark! If you want to be fucked, then I'll fuck you. He unzips his pants and rips the shirt off his chest. The only reason my dick hasn't been inside you is because I was ashamed. I couldn't get it as hard as it should have been. Don't you think I realize that you don't come anymore? It's because of me. I scramble back on the bed. What are you doing? I suck you off because that's what gets you off, not this. He points at his semi-hard cock. But since you want it so bad enough to fuck some other dude... Clark climbs onto the bed and yanks my legs. I scream, kicking at him. Stop this! What, you don't want me to fuck you now? Clark, please. He releases my leg. All right. But now you gotta do something for me. At this point... I'll do anything. I was wrong. 
I know this now, but to have him angry fuck me is not on my list of things. He moves for his phone. I'm dialing the cops, and when they come, you'll tell them that this guy broke in and tried to rape you, and I came home and shot him. Tears bleed from my eyes. Now I'm whimpering like a fool. This is my fault. I did this. Diana. I peer up at him. His face is unreadable, too cool to be bothered by anything. Had he killed before? I need you to confirm this, Diana, or do you want to join him? How did my life turn into this, from one fight? How can my world get this complicated? Answer me, Diana. I stare at the bloody mess on the ground. Yes. Good. Are you going to make a scene of yourself again, or are you going to be the perfect doting wife? I shake my head and nod. Lovely. Clark dials 911 and puts it on speaker. 911, what's your emergency? Hey Raiders, this is the second and final part of this two-part episode. Stay tuned for the last episode of this season. Bye.